Hi guys, it's your host Chrissy and I'm so glad you tuned in to another episode of Creating Environmental Awareness with me. Who is this green sex? It's actually a taboo subject so it's better to switch off again straight away if you're uncomfortable. I read in a newspaper the other day that affairs are shifting more and more into the forest because the hotels are all closed due to COVID-19 and that the foresters are complaining. Nice, but is this ecological sex? Sex in the forest, what is this ecological sex? That's what this episode is about. Let's start with birth control. What about condoms? Why do they have to be sustainable, vegan and fairly produced? Let's look at what they're made of. Most condoms are made of natural rubber latex. This is obtained from the latex milk of the rubber tree, so in principle a natural product. However, rubber production mainly takes place in Asia, Africa and South America and both the working conditions of the plantation workers and the environmental impact are often problematic. Therefore, it makes sense to pay attention to fair trade and sustainable cultivation conditions that go into the production of these products. Since allergies to latex are possible, there are also latex-free condoms. These are usually made of petroleum-based plastic. Here is it again. This is just truly unnatural. Most condoms are also not vegan because milk protein is used in their manufacture. It sucks. I feel like everything contains some sort of milk. But fortunately, there are alternative manufacturers who use vegetable substances instead. Although all condoms reliably protect against pregnancy and disease, not all of them are harmless. Some contain harmful substances that pose health risks such as latex proteins that cause allergies and potentially cancer-causing nitrosamines. I don't know how to express those. I can tell you that for myself that I don't want that. You should decide for your own health if you want to use those. And I'm not advising to stop using condoms. But fortunately, there are alternatives. One Australian company I found online is Glide. Glide offers certified ethical, vegan and fair trade condoms made in worker-owned factories that use locally sourced natural rubber and do not participate in animal testing. I'm sure there are way more options, so check out what sustainable and fair produced condoms are available in your country. Next, I want to talk about the contraceptive pill. I don't want to badmouth the pill because it is a safe approach for many, but the pill can be extremely harmful not only to our bodies, but also to the environment. I'm not saying that the pill has a bad effect on all women, but you should be well informed before you take the pill and unfortunately very few women are. Start now. While we take the pill, our female cycle is simply paused. This causes considerable problems. In any case, it is worthwhile to find out more about the pill. More and more young girls are being prescribed the pill earlier and earlier without being informed. There are a few podcasts on the subject, so listen to them if you're interested. Okay, so now to the environmental impact of the pill. Because only about 40% of the active ingredients are broken down in the body, the usual hormones end up in the wastewater via the urine. By the way, this is the case with all medications. The contraceptive pill contains a synthetic estrogen that does not occur naturally in the environment. And since many women take the pill every day, large quantities of the estrogen 
are washed into the water with serious consequences because wastewater treatment plants cannot filter those hormones completely. Researchers have already been able to show that those hormones make male fish partly infertile. This can result in a sex reversal from genetically male to female. Among other damaging hormonal effects, the feminization of populations may contribute to the extinction of amphibian species. Malformations of reproductive organs of aquatic organisms leading to declining fertility have also been observed several times. And not only amphibians and fish are endangered by hormones in water, the synthetic estrogen is also present in our water cycle and together with other estrogen-like substances also presents a serious concern for us humans. Do you want to be partly responsible for that? I don't want to. So what is it you can do? Consider the copper spiral or a natural family planning for birth control. But again, please do your research in advance to find out what works best for your body and lifestyle. Okay, let's go on. Sex toys and lingerie are also often contaminated with plasticizers or other harmful substances. For example, some sex toys are heavily contaminated with polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, phenyl, nickel or other hazardous pollutants. Sorry for the technical terms, but I don't think anyone wants that in contact with their mucous membranes. There are sex toys made of wood, glass or stone. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't sound so cool somehow. <laughs> well, if one likes it. But there are also normal sex toys that can be bought without harmful substances. Start being conscious and look out for alternatives. Regarding lingerie, conventional underwear is often contaminated with residues of harmful chemicals. Again, start awareness. Lubricants often contain glycerin, which can promote fungal infections, but here too, there are alternatives. For example, you can simply make your own from aloe vera or coconut oil. And there are also various suppliers online who specifically offer lubricants without additives such as glycerin or parabens. Find out more. Hopefully you've learned something new in this episode. I will soon talk about sustainable menstruation, but the next episodes will be about the carbon footprint.